Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey listeners, this is Caleb, and this is our recap for episode 211 of Alohomora. And I'm Allison. I'm here to help. <laughs> I guess. I'm Michael. I don't know. I'm also here to help. Just like, <laughs> it'll, it'll, it, and it will help, because Allison and I were on the last episode, which, yeah. <laughs> which was about wand lore. Um, <laughs> so we'll be recapping that, but before we get on to that, we want to make sure and say a big thank you uh, to this episode's sponsor, Stephanie Kennett on Patreon. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Thank you. For sponsoring this episode, this recap episode of Alohomora. It's because of uh, listeners and sponsors like Stephanie that not only can we do a big main topic episode, but we can also continue to do these recaps as separate files for you guys to download um, and continue to include the listeners your guys's input into the show um, you listener can become a sponsor for as little as a dollar a month um just by visiting our patreon page which you can find through alohomora.mugglenet.com we will continue to release exclusive tidbits for our sponsors on patreon so thank you all for helping out with that all right we are going to jump right into the recap but first i thought it was appropriate to just take a brief moment um the timing i guess is is as fitting as it could be to um remark on our really sad loss of the great john hurt who played Ollivander in the harry potter films of course and had an illustrious and amazing career as an actor in his own right um a very sad loss but um we have wonderful things to, to remember him in the Harry Potter world and beyond. I know. You guys I, want to say anything else about him? I was kind of flabbergasted with the timing of this. That yeah. This, that this happened when it did because we had just... I was actually listening to... Listening back to the episode about wand lore and there was a section where I think Alice and her cat said, Is Ollivander still alive? And we were just like... Oh, man. Yeah, he's going to live forever. And then... The, and then he went and passed away. Unfortunately, that was very sad. But uh, you know that the 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 thing about all actors, I believe, is that um, they never like 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 fictional characters. They never really die, so to speak, because they they live on in the public consciousness and in pop culture. And uh, John Hurt 
most certainly made his mark um he did on the on the on popular culture i um my memories from him not including harry potter also come from uh he was listeners he was actually quite a, a prolific voice actor and you can hear him in um uh, not one of my favorite movies, but it's definitely one you have to watch if you're a Disney fan. And he is probably the highlight of it. Uh, he is the um, he's the villain in the Black Cauldron. Uh, oh, yeah, nice. yeah. So one of Disney's creepiest villains, uh, definitely thanks to his excellent voice work. And of course, um, my uh, uh, he is also a major part of the Indiana Jones series. And I, mm-hmm. I mean, who could forget? He's he's the first guy who an alien bursts out of, in the yep. <laughs> in the Alien series. Um, so yeah, he's uh, he's definitely left his mark on on pop culture and the public consciousness. Yeah, I've kind of just realized as I was thinking about it, he's been very much in my the magical fictional things I enjoy. He's very much a quieter but very important thing. Um, as Ollivander, as the dragon in Merlin, which is one of my favorite shows, mm-hmm. um, and as the war doctor in Doctor Who, where he did an excellent job um, kind of tying together old Who and new Who um, in a lot of ways in a very powerful episode. So a little bit quieter, but nonetheless a huge, huge impact on a lot of things that have had an impact on me. So... And one of those one of those cast members who truly was like perfect casting. Yeah. Uh, he he is he is Ollivander off of the page. He he matches yes. the description perfectly, and I think that was important because Ollivander as a character is is this balance of uh, you find him intriguing, but at the same time off putting and kind of mysterious and a little disturbing. Um, mm-hmm. And he got all of that, and I was—I remember being so thrilled, beyond thrilled, when I heard that he was confirmed for Deathly Hallows Part Two, because um, I was so worried that they weren't going to get him back, um, or even use him since they cut him out of Goblet. Um, so I and I knew he wanted to come back for Goblet, um, so that was that was so exciting to see that he was able to come back, and he still had that—he still had that perfect. Ollivander character, like he had, he hadn't been out of the role for, you know, what was it, six years? Seven? No, more than that. Ten years. Ten years. Since yeah, he a had long done time. It. Yeah. Yeah. So, and if you want to see one of his most recent roles, he, I think he still actually has a couple of films still to come out. But he was in, um, he was in Jackie with Natalie Portman. Oh, he was. And, yeah, he plays a priest, and um, altogether, I don't want to get too long into it. I thought Jackie was okay as a movie, but. Natalie Portman is obviously a brilliant actress and the two of them have some really captivating scenes and it just shows that he is still one of the best actors in the game was. Um, and it's just, you should go see the movie because some of those um, dialogue scenes are just really fantastic, mm-hmm. but onward with the recap. So our first comment comes from veggie puff and it says regarding Hagrid and his umbrella. We know that the Elder Wand can repair other wands. What if Dumbledore repaired Hagrid's wand, but then bid him hide it so they wouldn't be discovered? Perhaps that is why Hagrid is so good with his umbrella. Oh. 
I kind of like that. What if the wand is, I like, so forming too. the handle of the umbrella? Yeah, because so, we, I think, you know, a couple of listeners pointed out in response to this that we know, you know, the umbrella has pieces of Hagrid's wand, but beyond, you know, coming together, we don't know that, have that many details about it. That's really, well, gosh, I didn't think that, because the, I always assumed based on what the dialogue says that Hagrid kept the pieces of his wand and he just found a way. I always assumed he had found a way to put it back together as the umbrella. Um, because mm. obviously his wand is in the umbrella. But I didn't think about how it could totally have been dumped because we know that there are certain things about wand damage that damage a wand beyond repair so that it can't be used. And I'm assuming that since they snap your wand at Hogwarts if you're expelled, that they do it in a way where you can't use it again. So, the and we know that the Elder Wand is really the only one of the only things that can repair a wand that's been so extensively damaged in back into working order. And that would also make sense because Dumbledore wouldn't just give Hagrid his wand back because that would be a breach on Hagrid's part. Um... And he'd be discovered immediately. Um, But wouldn't that have been clever? Because that also makes sense, too, because Dumbledore is the one who argues for Hagrid to stay on as gamekeeper. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that would have been kind of Dumbledore's little way of giving Hagrid a a leg up in the wizarding world is to ensure that he still has a wand and that it still can function perfectly despite being part of an umbrella. And the Elder Wand would be probably the only way to do that i would assume yeah yeah a very very clever thought because i I, yeah because when i think about it i i I guess i just assumed that hagrid fixed it himself because hagrid's kind of the local handyman (laughs) (laughs) see and i always just thought it was like because he keeps it closed all the time so i thought it was just like tucked in there and i was like well how does he wave it around and they don't fall out oh yeah i always i the pieces don't fall out i always assumed it was part of the stem of the umbrella um Mm. like the actual handle um kind of like how lucius malfoy's wand is like built into his cane cane in the movies um kind of that concept yeah that's very very clever i like that I like. I feel like that's one of those like tiny can potentially canon details that if you tweeted it to Rowling, she'd be like, "Yeah, I like that. Sure." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. The next comment, um, in part, says, uh, "Excuse me." It's from traveling in a blue box, and then it says, "Okay, just thought of something. What about Fred and George's wands? I mean, would they be identical, or would they be different but complementing each other in some way? I'm really intrigued about this, and would love to hear your theories." Dogwood would fit them both. Maybe they had different cores, though. And one of the many responses to this <laughs> came from that time Remus Wadiwasi Voldy in part says, I like the idea they would have different but complementary ones. Fred and George do immediately seem perfect, perfectly identical, yet they are still different people. I'm sure their wands would reflect that, but as they would often be put to the same use with the same goals, they wouldn't likely be conflicting in their traits. I really like both of them having dogwood. I just went back and reread the description. Um, Mm -hmm. And it it talks about very mischievous, very clever people, which they definitely both are. But I also like the idea of them having different cores because 
George has always been the quieter one to me, and Fred is much more the front man in a lot of ways. And so I think if they had different cores, that'd be it'd be very interesting because that's kind of their different roles in their partnership. Um, hmm. Kind of coming through of in that. The only thing I can speak to with that as far as the uh, canonical book evidence is that we do have an example of twins who don't end up in the same house, which is Parvati and Padma, of course. And uh, Hermione, I think, is the one who notes that. Just like, oh, just because the twins doesn't mean you end up in the same house. And we've we've supposed before why they didn't. And I imagine the same possibilities would apply to Fred and George. Um, if if their wands weren't the same, which I, I could see that, but that's that brings up another issue, which is that that brings up that kind of a known issue of a priori and cantatum potential issue, especially if their cores came from the same animal. Um like this like if this, it was the same unicorn that they or whatever their core is um that would be interesting but i don't yeah i, I like if, if they weren't the same exact wand i would think that they would at least be complementary wands um somehow they're yeah. there because ollivander's yeah. list mentions calls out a few wand woods that have affinities for each other uh so I assume if they weren't the same, they would probably. But I mean, I, I kind of also can't picture Fred and George having like things exactly the same down to the minute stuff, like how flexible their wand is. That seems like that would potentially be different. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Even, well, since we don't know exactly what they are in the books, I just looked up what they are in the movies and they look different in the movies like oh, very they get different, different. Ones they have in the movies oh. oh they have very different designs um funnily enough one of them <laughs> one of them looks like the one that i got at universal um and then the other one is like almost death eater ish oh yeah look at these strange um which so, one yeah they're very which, different designs which one is fred's and which one is george's I don't know. I'd have to look it up. I just looked at the um, yeah, the one that comes together. And yeah, I know what you're talking about, Allison. I think that general wand at the Universal Studios is modeled after this wand because I've seen that mm. wand. Mm-hmm. I know the wand you're talking about. Um, I can't imagine holding this wand that looks like a pine cone. That looks very I know, horrible it looks to like hold. Really <laughs> <laughs> they do. Oh no! Dang it. They no, they don't come with the Dumbledore's Army collection. <laughs> oh, I thought they did. No, I thought I for a second I was like, oh, it's George. No, that's Jenny. That's not. That's not what I wanted. <laughs> no, yeah, I can't find um, their wands. Actually, aren't turning up in the current Why? list. It's they may just not be advertising them in the magazines right now. Yeah, I think you can only buy them together online. Dang, that's annoying. Well, thanks a lot, Noble Collection. <laughs> <laughs> not helping to answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, we tried. We did the best research we could for you that time, Remus Wattawas and Volder and traveling in the blue box. We tried. We tried. I think they have very similar ones. 
Um, but they're not exactly the same. Yeah, I tend to agree. I maybe I'll be cry and say like I I don't know about Juan Woods. That's hard because there's 38 of them, <laughs> so I can't <laughs> I can't come to a conclusion right now. But I would say that their length, the Juan lengths, are probably exactly the same. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and say that. I guess though that their flexibility is different, and possibly even their cores are different. Core would be a big difference, so that's interesting. Yeah, uh, I think I, I like. I'm kind of just piggybacking off of what Allison said, where you know, um, Fred is more kind of the the ringleader, and George is more of the kind of supportive assistant. Um, and I think a lot of people have kind of taken and seen from that, especially like people usually use Goblet of Fire as the main evidence for this. But mm. George tends to be the one who goes for a more gentle approach, and Fred is a much more aggressive approach. Um, yeah, by that. So with that in mind, I could almost see George having Unicorn and Fred having either Dragon or Phoenix. Yeah, that's what I would think. Um, also, I think I like kind of counted once, but I think Fred has more lines. Like, Fred mm. actually talks more in the books. Hmm. That makes sense. Um, whereas George is picks his words a little bit more carefully yeah could totally totally see that so yeah i i can't again can't say with Juan woods there's 38 forgive me <laughs> <laughs> i do i do like the dogwood suggestion though um reading that description seems very much like them i like the idea that they could have the same wandwood in different other aspects of their ones that are different i think that would work really yeah. nicely all right. Well, our next comment comes from Regulus Blackout, and it says, Regulus "Not Blackout. sure if this has been is that is that a new username? I haven't seen that one. That's funny. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It says, "Not sure if this has been discussed before, but I'm curious about the shared cores of Voldemort and Harry's wands. Did Harry's wand choose him because of the Voldemort Horcrux inside him? If so, doesn't that mean his wand's attributes, or at least its core, have more to do with Voldemort than Harry?" Or did the wand's other attributes, like wood, length, flexibility, match Harry's personality, while the core matched the Horcrux, a kind of metaphor for Harry himself? If so, pretty lucky. If the wand's compatibility had anything to do with Voldemort, would his Holly and Phoenix even work the same way for Harry after the Horcrux goes away? Uh... I don't feel like we've talked about this as in-depth as this question is. You, this is asking a question that the last episode we actually just kind of tried to tiptoe around because Harry complicates yeah. everything when it comes. <laughs> Harry, Harry screws um, up everything about wand lore. Um, right. To me personally, the core of this question goes to how much you believe the Horcrux influences Harry as a person. Person, yeah, right. Because um, I really, I. <laughs> I have I get kind of uncomfortable reading Harry as being overly influenced by the Horcrux, um, and kind of not making choices of his own agency. I guess, because uh, sure. I think like like this comment implies there's a lot of moments in the Harry Potter series where you can kind of you you are left to interpret if Harry made the choice or Voldemort made the choice, um, but I mean part the other part of this equation is that uh olivander kind of played god a little bit <laughs> and oh uh, well that's true because he was like oh i know what's Ooh. in this one i'm gonna put it in your hand and see what happens um 
so that because he was he was wanting to see what the reaction was gonna be he admitted it um so yeah i i think it'll still work fine just because it said several times that harry and voldemort have a lot of similarities um just in who they are so i definitely think this wand works for harry and it's those similarities that make it the one that just happens to be the brother of Voldemort. Okay. Because Dumbledore talks about they look the same, they have the same determination, the same kind of disregard for rules. Um, they've got a lot of these, these strange similarities. And yeah. Well, that would work then, that though, that the Phoenix Core is, the, is representative of that then perhaps right that the phoenix core is representative of what about them is ties them together um because that's kind of how phoenix core works as the way Rowling defined it through olivander on pottermore is that it's a very it's kind of like the really shaky one it's the hardest one to get a handle of and it can kind of go either way as far as dark magic or light and so that that would make sense that that's the aspect of the of the core that or the Harry's wand that maybe was chosen by the or kind of struck a chord with the Horcrux because otherwise the makeup of the wand isn't anything like Voldemort's as far as we know right because yeah I mean it's it's just the fact that they have the same core core because Voldemort's is you Harry's is Holly Harry's is ten. They've got different. Ten and how many? Eleven? Ten and three quarter. Is this uh, oh. Ten and three quarter, I think, right? Harry, what's your wand? <laughs> Isn't it the same as ours? <laughs> That's what I thought, but now I'm now I'm doubting myself and thinking that it might be eleven inches. It might be eleven inches. Oh dang. Yeah, I know. That's bad. We should know that. Yeah, it's eleven inches long. And it's Hermione's that ten, that's yeah that's right Hermione's okay. was the same as ours, um, and his was supple. We don't know Voldemort's, uh, I don't think flexibility, but I think we know that it's like it's it's a longer wand. Yeah, it's uh, it's like it's thirteen inches, right? It's thirteen and a half. Um, so yeah, that's otherwise like but and yet just because. Purely then, because of the same core, that's what makes them brother ones. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, because they both came from Fox. Yeah. So that, yeah. I guess I guess I'm okay with that if we're attributing that to that just being the the core. That makes sense to me, but it's almost like it's hard to say too because obviously I think Olivander knew that was going to happen. Um. Not even knowing about the Horcrux, he just knew that there was a destined connection between them. So he he made the choice to put the wand in Harry's hand. Um. Yeah, that's tough. I think that's where the luck part is can be eliminated because that's that's all Lavander's doing. Um, I pin right. that on him. Otherwise, yeah. I I think I guess I guess the wand would have sensed that 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 makes sense yeah so maybe a a wand that is exactly the same with a different phoenix feather would have done just as much for harry 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I. Yeah. And okay, then that's this wand mm-hmm. is specifically doing something for him because of the Horcrux, because it's Fox's feather. But if we have another feather, it does the same. Oh my God, that would be such a good question to ask J.K. Rowling. Why has nobody yeah. asked her that yet? That is a good question. <laughs> that's a great <laughs> question. If you handed Harry the same exact wand, but the but the feather. The feather wasn't from Fox, but it was still a Phoenix feather. What would it still? Would it be just as effective? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the easy answer is well, there is no such one. But, you, know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it'd be slightly different. The, the flexibility might be a little different. But, but, all right, oh, bear with us, Joe. Like deal with hypotheticals for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's a good way to put it, Caleb. I think because that actually yeah. for me susses susses out a little better why what exactly it is about Harry's one that connects it to Voldemort's and connects Harry to Voldemort. So yeah, I think that's a good way to to frame it. Take away yeah. that one aspect, and would the wand still work? Yeah, probably. All right. Well, those are our recap comments for this week. Um, As with every week, there are so many more great comments and discussions within each comment happening on our main site. So please continue the discussion over there at alocomore.mugglenet.com. Yeah, major shout out this week, listeners, to you. Like, we, 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 I, I was starting to get a little worried about where some of you went. And suddenly this week, I looked down and the comments had exploded. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that one talk, man. Everyone's up for it. That was yeah. That I, apparently it was it was a bit of a topic thing because uh, you guys just flooded to Wandlore. Um, we have like currently as we're recording, we have over a hundred and sixty comments. Um, so and yeah, the I'm sure the discussion will continue on. Um, and again, we uh, we want to thank for making that discussion continue on, Stephanie Kennett. Once again on Patreon, thank you again, Stephanie. And we want to once again remind you, the listeners, um, that you can check out patreon.com slash alohomora uh, to help us out with the show and keep the show going. Now that we we host two different files, we've got a lot of uh, megabytes that we're putting out there for you guys to hear the show. Um, and it's, it costs a little more to make sure those those files can be hosted so we appreciate you guys helping us out with that you can sponsor us for as little as one dollar a month that's all it takes to keep alohomora and the conversation going and if you sponsor us on patreon we uh have been talking you'll notice in our next episode uh we might have a little idea of something sneaky we might uh add up there as a perk for all of you that sponsor us um because this to- our topic this week is ilvermorny which has a very special song caw-caw, that caw-caw. goes along with it. Choose <laughs> 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 it. <laughs> <laughs> so you can hear all about that on our topic episode. So we will talk to you all then. I'm Allison Sigurd. I'm Michael Harley, and I'm Caleb Graves. Talk to you soon. Bye.